Hey, Brazilian Dragon Squad. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast, but you don't know where to look? Anchor is your solution. It's really easy to use, and it's also free, so it's the best of both worlds. You can record the podcast using Anchor's creation tools, or you can upload your audio when you have it all recorded elsewhere, and Anchor will do all the distribution for you. It's really easy, it's really simple, and best of all, it's free. Create your podcast today on anchor.fm. Happy holidays, Brazilian Dragon fam. Uh, what is this? This is a clip show. Uh, I've been doing this podcast for about 18 months now and haven't ever done one of these, but it's always been something I thought about. Um, and I thought about doing just 2021, but I don't want to leave 2020 moments out. So this is kind of a highlight reel of the last 18 months in podcasting. Something I'd like to do every year, just like trip down memory lane. Um, first things first, if you've ever listened before or this is your first episode thank you so much for all the time that you've dedicated to listening to my nonsense whether it's every single 4,000 seconds of content 4,000 minutes of content or this is your first 60 70 seconds i appreciate you uh this is just going to be a trip down memory lane more for my sake than anything else but i hope you enjoy it we'll have some laughs um and yeah Plus, stay tuned for the end. I'll have some exciting news about what 22 has. 20, bleh, words are hard. You would think after podcasting for this many years, I would know how to speak, but no, I don't. I'm just clown. So uh, at the end of this, I'll give a little tease of what 2022 has in store for us here on the Brazilian Dragon, and I'm excited to tell you all what's up. So I personally don't think it's possible to do a Brazilian Dragon podcast clip show without looking back on the very first podcast I ever released. We go back to May. 2020, where I finally sat down and was like, let me do this podcast I always wanted to talk about, I mean, to start. And the lovely Danielle Wasserman and Angel Cardamone joined me to talk about Get a Clue. Now, you can go listen to the podcast yourself, but I'm just going to play the first three minutes of my podcasting career. Um, so let's hear what Danielle and Angel had to eat for lunch on that Sunday afternoon. Hello everyone, welcome to the Brazilian Dragon Podcast. Today we are going to be talking about the DCOM classic Get a Clue, starring Lindsay Lohan, Bug Hall, Ian Gomez, and my queen, Brenda Song. Today we have the great company of Danielle and Angel, aka the Quarantine Wildcats, as we like to call ourselves, because eventually they're going to watch High School Musical Musical Series, I'm going to rewatch it, and we're going to come talk about it on this said podcast. But anyways, how are you two doing, ladies? doing doing well this is the highlight of my day in quarantine besides the waffles i'm gonna eat after this so i'm living my best life on this beautiful sunday in sunny california plain waffles <laughs> chocolate chip blueberry uh tuna plain fish wa- <laughs> I, I have a i have a weird thing against tuna fish like i'll eat it in sushi but like a tuna fish sandwich like the smell of it kind of freaks me yeah. out no offense to anyone that eats tuna but waffles, 
there's whipped cream and a bunch of berries Ooh. and good maple syrup. Sounds so, heavenly. Yeah. Okay, and Angel? I don't want to tell her what I'm eating for lunch because <laughs> <Tuna fish? laughs> she laughed at me. No, I'm having spaghetti, but waffles with whipped cream sounds so much better. I kind of um, could. I could go for some spaghetti right now. Yeah, I could down that. Angel, I'm so excited to get back after the quarantine when we can have like family dinners Same, together and then like watch something. And have like campfires okay. on the beach. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, okay. I missed the beach. Felipe from the editing room. Now, when this podcast started, NGOG had also not started. So Allie from the editing room, which later inspired me, was not even a thing yet. How funny. Let's unpack in that clip and we'll do that in a second. I just want to step in and say, since this podcast, my friend uh, has changed her name. And so I just made a few edits to reflect her current name. And that's the only reason for interrupting. So if it's a little choppy in the audio, that is why. Now enjoy the rest of this clip and we'll talk soon. Someone, so my last day of classes was Thursday. And Candela, I don't know if you met her at the party, but she's the friendliest person ever. So she was like, this is not how college was supposed to end. We were supposed to be out on the beach getting messed up. <laughs> like... All sorts yeah, of ways. Yeah, to be like some kumbaya Grace and Frankie moment on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, Grace and Frankie <laughs> might have been my top favorite show. Okay, anyways. So, first things first, let me explain. The transition you're hearing is from the Brazilian Portuguese rendition of the Sweet Life on deck theme song. And I really like that let's go kind of emphasis. And because we're the Brazilian dragon, it has to be in Portuguese, of course, naturally. Like, what is this, tomfoolery? Anyways, so many funny things to hear back in that clip. Uh, one, I never did make Angel and Danielle watch High School Musical the Musical series. That said, if you look down the future of the Brazilian Dragon catalog, you'll see Pod Talk, Jam, and Break, which I did with Caitlin and yes, during season two of High School Musical the Musical series. So the seeds were always there for that kind of project. Um, secondly, I've been back in LA for a few months. Angel and Danielle are both here. It's funny that we thought COVID was going to be so short back then, but now that we're back, we have not done any family dinners. We have done a bonfire at the beach, but let me let me hit them all up and try to get a family dinner situated for 2022. Up next, we have a podcast that I did way back in uh, maybe May, maybe June uh, 2020. Uh, at the time, with the pandemic, a lot of uh, corporations were trying to figure out what to do with their programming. ABC Family had a Disney sing-along. This moment, Annie and I get into it about Kiki Palmer's career, and spoiler alert, I think I ended up on the right side of history. Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. If you're on TikTok, you know what I mean. Lastly, I do want to shout out Annie in this clip because Annie was one of the biggest supporters of my podcast before I even started recording the episodes and doing the production stuff. She was telling me I should have a podcast and I should have a voice, so I did want to include a clip with her because she was instrumental in getting this podcast off the ground. So, now, take it away, Zach and Cody. Yes. All right. Next, we get to Kiki Palmer. Okay, I love. so, yeah, hero I know, from I know you love her, but I'm confused. Isn't Kiki Palmer Nickelodeon? Yeah, she was on True Jackson, but she was also in Jump In. What's Jump In? It's the Corbin Blue Jump Rope decom. Oh, okay. Well, she's she's Nickelodeon. She shouldn't be on this. But uh, excuse anyway. me, she is an ABC. She's a celebrity. Like it's not like she's like on Disney. On she's Nickelodeon not a contract. celebrity. What is she on? Um, she is a singer. She Kiki Palmer. Let's look this up. I can't she's, tell you. Off she's my head. a child star, but she's not a celebrity. 
do not attack her. She was in, um, I believe she was in Scream. Yeah, um, Scream, Scream Queens. Queens. Scream Queens. And then uh, she got she canceled was, like six years ago. She didn't get canceled. No, not her. The show. I'm pretty sure she was in, um, what's the J-Lo movie from this year? Hustlers? Hustlers. She was oh, in that. She was she she's in Ice that. Age. Okay, okay, okay. Whatever. Anyway, I don't think I don't see why she was in here, but but that's regard, regardless. I did really like her performance. I don't. I'm confused on why they they paired Kiki Palmer with Dancing with the Stars. Was she on Dancing with the Stars? I don't know, but it was maybe for the background, like dancing. Yeah, like, the dancing was a plus. Like by far, I think the best dancing of the entire show. Way better than the Julianne yeah. Hoff and like whatever his name is and and that girl. Yeah. Yeah, much better dancing. And then I also really loved at the end, Kiki Palmer's mom. That was a sweet touch. Yeah. Especially because it's like a Mother's Day thing. I forgot this was a Mother's Day thing while I was watching it. And since we've talked about it, it makes me like it even more. Up next, we go to a podcast from June 2020. We talk about Camp Rock with the great Nicole Horn. It is Nicole's first of many appearances. She is a very popular guest. One of the funniest women that I know. Um, we're going to the first moment that I have ever had to bleep a podcast because Nicole said something very harsh about one test Tyler. Um, so this is us talking about who we're going to give our MVP and LVP points to from June 2020, Camp Rock. Okay, so the MVP of this movie. As much as I want to say Connie Torres, I do believe that this movie is carried on the back of um, Tess Tyler and her performance as um, Tess Tyler. Oh, that was that was a very hard word. Um, it's okay. Let, I can bleep it. Okay. Um, I can rephrase that. I do believe that this movie was carried on the back of Tess Tyler. I think that if she wasn't so ridiculous and so awful that Mitchie wouldn't be in half the situations she was in. Um, as much as Mitchie is like an overall talented person, um, the fact that someone who clearly um, has like a wavering self-esteem can just like lose all of it at the sight of one person is iconic and something I strive to achieve in my own life. So MVP, yes. Tess Tyler. So we, before we move on to our next clip, uh, I do want to highlight the podcast I did um, in the end of July, early August of 2020 about Naya Rivera and her life and legacy from the TV show Glee. Uh, that is not something I want to celebrate in terms of this clip show, but I do want to acknowledge that because of all the podcasts I've ever put out there, I worked the hardest on that one. Um, and it was kind of a seed of like, oh, not just talking about nonsense. I can actually throw in together a really heartfelt project. Um, so I just wanted to highlight that. Now, let me tell you about this next clip. So the first big podcast project I did uh, in concurrence with Big Brother 22, the all-star season from 2020. Uh, my friends Nicole, Jacob, and I, the aforementioned Nicole who you just heard in the Camp Rock section, uh, we gathered almost every week to talk about Big Brother 7, the original all-stars. We rewatched the whole show, three episodes at a time, got to the finale, we did a retrospective, but the moment that stands out the most for me was when Nicole shared an experience that she had in the borough of Brooklyn, when she ran into Remy the Rat's cousin or friend, and what happened between them. Let's listen. Wait, wait, before we go, I actually do have to ask a question. I saw your tweet. I was walking down the street, 
and I saw a rat and I quote punted that hoe. I did punt that hoe. So <laughs> and now I need to go wash my legs in bleach. Yeah. So I was walking down the street the other night, the gorgeous Brooklyn streets um, in Bushwick and a rat, I see a rat run across the garbage. So I take a step back and then I think the coast is clear. I start walking forward. Another one walks out in front of me and I kick it. This little rat went airborne and I just bolted down. Is it alive? I, was, I don't know. I was holding hands with Evan. I literally let go of his hand and ran down the street. Yeah, and you just punted that hoe. And then I Kirsten tweeted, hoe. Nicole. And you yeah, said, dipping my feet in bleach. Yeah, it was really traumatizing. I did come back. In open-toed shoes, right? In open-toed shoes. I came home and took a shower. I was so traumatized. We live in a time of coronavirus, subway rats, and potentially... Hey, um, but they in the Amazing me- Race Season 1... They went to India, and there's a rat temple there. And one of the roadblocks was you had to, when your partner had to take off their shoes and walk barefoot among the rats. So if you and Caitlin went on the Amazing Race, you'd be perfectly prepared. No, I wouldn't, because I was punting those hoes. <laughs> so once Big Brother ended, I immediately was like, "Let me find another project to do." And upon me came the idea to revisit one of my favorite childhood franchises, Scooby Doo, because I would always watch Scooby-Doo movies on Saturday afternoons. Um, I even tried in college, uh, sophomore year, to watch every single Scooby-Doo universe movie and every single Disney movie. And I did not get far because I started with Scooby-Doo and I watched maybe five. But it was lots of fun of an attempt and I was like, let's do it again. But this time with a podcast. Kate joined me to talk about our Scooby-Doo history. And this first clip is from when Kate heard a hilarious joke in Scooby-Doo meets the Boo Brothers. So, let's listen to what it was. Scooby, I I liked him. Um, I felt like he was kind of neutral in this movie, but I think he was hilarious in this movie. Personally, I actually screamed, laughed at one of his jokes at one. Which point. one? I was literally in tears. It was a joke where he was like, "Hold on, I need to make a call," and Shaggy goes. A call? What kind of call? And Scooby goes, he goes, this one. And then he starts screaming, for help. <laughs> I do not remember that. <laughs> it was the funniest joke I had ever. It was so, I was crying. It was funnier than the one when they were painting over that guy in the, in the Hollywood one. Yeah. That was very funny. This one had me rolling. I had to pause it. I was laughing. So See, hard. I did not remember that joke. That's the problem. This movie, this movie was so bad. I missed a funny joke. It was literally <laughs> so funny. It's literally so stupid. I was crying. You have to I gotta make a call. Oh. Which one? What kind of call? Oh, this, this one. one. Help. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so funny. No, so Scooby's my guy. I am a number one Scooby stan on the planet. He can do no wrong. But this movie was just so boring and kind of irrelevant besides that moment that I apparently missed. Oh my gosh. So, like, Scooby didn't really have much to do. I found him much more entertaining of a Hollywood movie where he straight up trashed a celebrity party that you don't even remember doing that happening. I don't remember that. But you don't remember this joke, so we're even. Okay, but it's one joke versus like a five minute scene. This joke, the whole movie. This joke won the movie. So you missed 
He missed the best scene. Up next, we fast forward to January of 2021. Kate and I are still on the Scooby-Doo beat, and this time we invite our friends Jessica and Sarah from the Shit 90 Shows Taught Us podcast. Uh, go check them out. Also, I forgot to mention earlier in the podcast, Danielle, since appearing on the Brazilian Dragon podcast, has started her own podcast with her dear friend Izzy called Are You There, Love? They talk a lot about books, especially YA lately, but they're doing a lot of good content over there, so if you like reading, check them out. Now back to task at hand introducing this clip with the shit 90 shows taught us girls go check out their podcast uh sarah and jess they love talking about relationships on their shows on dawson's creek and boy meets world they're all about the relationship drama they come into this podcast and they have very similar yet very different opinions on the relationship with fred and daphne and kate even gets her opinion in so let's go back to january 2021 and here why Sarah and Jess are disagreeing. So th this relationship is quite a conundrum. Um, at at Shit 90 Shows Taught Me, we, we uh, especially like the relationship aspects. So um, this, is, this is the thing. They clearly, like, do it all <laughs> oh, the they, time. They definitely do all it. All the time. They hook up all the time. All the time. But they don't put a label on it because they both don't want to be like an item. They're both afraid of commitment. So they like go, like one looks at Lena, one looks at Bo, but then these psychos get jealous of one another. It's Thank toxic. You. It's so toxic. toxic. They sh First of all, they shouldn't be together. Second of all, Fred what? is such a toxic Why? masculine person. Like Fred, no. get over yourself. Like, what? no, we're done with Fred. And what are you talking about? <laughs> Fred is like so jealous. And meanwhile, she's jealous he's, too. He's making eyes at Lena this she's entire time. Too with Bo, what no. are you talking about? She wasn't that bad with Bo. He just can't handle that she is like a strong woman. No, I am fully on Daphne's team here. They both shouldn't be together at all, but he just can't handle that she's a strong woman. I do not see any chemistry between her and Bo as much as I did between he, him and Lena. And let's be real, Fred, you have shitty taste because Lena was any bad. Sense. Lena was a bad B. <laughs> Okay, what? So you're saying Fred is bad because he has good chemistry with Lena, and he gets jealous. This Fred is no, toxic. Your whole line of explanation makes no sense. That would make okay if you're like, oh, like Fred's toxic because he got jealous with Daphne and Bo. Then I would be like, okay, yeah. You're like. Lena and Fred have good chemistry and friends no, an asshole. I'm what are you talking like, about? I'm saying like Daphne like barely paid any attention to Bo. Meanwhile, Fred is like way too close to Lena. And like, then they're both jealous of each other, which just proves the toxicity of this relationship. Like there are people who like have good sexual chemistry, but yeah. like do not work romantically is my mm -hmm. opinion. Felipe, where would you like to weigh in on this relationship? I have thoughts, but I want to first go to Kate cause I saw her nodding along with Jess. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to agree. I also think that this is the best time to bring up one of my favorite lines from Daphne in the movie. Daphne is my favorite. Velma's a very close second though, overall always. But it was early, <laughs> it was early on when we first meet lena and fred was eating some dessert and he got it all over his face a and beignet she goes, yes and mm -hmm. she goes wipe your upper lip romeo <laughs> and i thought Sassy. that was so <laughs> iconic mm -hmm. and it just proved that 
she was the bigger person overall. Next up, we go back to another podcast with Kate on the Scooby Snack and Chat's journey. Uh, we go to our very next episode where the great Aaron Callahan joined us to talk about Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost. And Kate tells one of my all-time favorite Kate stories, the quesadilla. Not just is it a very interesting story, but Kate is so great at delivery that I was on the floor. And it is one of my favorite stories Kate has ever told me. So let's listen in on Kate's harrowing home ec class, the quesadilla. Did you have home ec in your high school or middle school? I feel like I always wanted that because I saw it on TV, but. I did. And that lady, I have a problem with her to the end of the world because one day she was teaching us how to make quesadillas. First of all, I knew how to make a quesadilla lady, but okay. (laughs) Okay, we'll just put that aside. Okay. And she had four vegetables to choose from. Don't ask me what they were. One was scallions, which is not a vegetable, but I'll put that aside. That's an herb. Mm-hmm. And then another one was tomatoes. And I have absolutely no idea. One of them was green peppers. And I don't know what the last one was. Probably mushrooms or something. Anyway, so I don't like vegetables. I'm very picky. The only vegetables I like are like carrots and peas and corn. Then it doesn't fit in a quesadilla well. Anyway. Also not a vegetable, okay? <laughs> We've talked corn about the starch. I will move you. Corn is a Leave starch. Me Leave me alone. Um, at least it didn't say potatoes because I know those aren't a vegetable. So those are also okay. a starch. <laughs> That's why I said at least I didn't say them. Okay, but anyway, so the thing was I didn't want to eat the vegetables and she said everybody had to put two of the four vegetables at least two of the four in your quesadilla. I didn't want that. I agreed in my mind the scallions were fine, but I didn't want the other three. So I only put scallions in my quesadilla. And she comes over, calls me out, and puts tomatoes all in my quesadilla. Oh, and I say, I'm not going to eat it now. I don't like tomatoes. And she goes, it was the assignment to put two vegetables in. Now you wasted food, ma'am, and I'm hungry. <laughs> also, just like, why would it be, like, I just don't understand, like, the assignment. Like, why do you need to put the vegetables in? You're just making a quesadilla. He wants you to learn how to cook quesadilla, so you have to put the vegetable in to be a full... Did she kick points off your grade? I don't know. It doesn't matter. How old were you? Middle school. It was middle school. (laughs) This is an iconic story. (laughs) I was so angry. I was like, first of all, you could have at least picked the peppers. I could pick those out, but tomatoes leak the tomato juice everywhere. So now it's... She just grab tomatoes and yes. put them in. She didn't even ask. No, she was pissed at me and threw the tomatoes in my quesadilla. And I said, I don't want this now. And she goes, Well, it's the assignment. And I was like, You just should have failed me. Like, I don't. I'm not gonna eat this now. I'm in middle school. I'm 12. I don't want this now. So now you've wasted food because you needed me to get a better grade. Should have just turned to her and been like, I'm allergic to tomatoes. Thanks for trying to murder me. I don't know what she was really trying to teach me, but all it did was piss me off. I wanted that quesadilla that I made. Do you remember her name? Miss Jane. We should we should look her up and invite her on the podcast. <laughs> I don't know her first name. Um, but who knew that we would get to this story on this? I'm so angry at that lady, and I think about it every day. And that was 10 years ago. 
So in April, Kate got some incredible news. She was going to go be an executive assistant on season three of Barry from HBO. That did mean, however, that Kate and the podcast had to part ways, but Kate is doing awesome because she's a rock star, and I love seeing her every once in a while out here in Los Angeles. That said, the show did have to go on, and the great Jacob Redman decided to help me chug along on this journey through the Scooby-Doo catalog, and in his first podcast appearance, Scooby-Doo and the Monster of Mexico, Jacob told me about that one time he went to Disney World with his friends, and... Uh, bother them all day about the Bugs Life ride. So let's hear Jacob tell that story. Yeah, uh, like, very odd that they're like, oh, let's spin this random wheel and see yeah. where we land. Like, do they have a different thing for every single... That would be cool, though, like, make it more interactive. Like, they go, like, you can spin, like, the wheel three times and then learn about three different things, and then you have exactly. to Exactly, yeah. It's kind of like Star Tours. Like, you go to different planets all the time. Yeah. Like, this is definitely the coolest museum that I've ever seen. Like, have you been to one of the 4K museum exhibits? No. But... So it's like, yeah, it's like, in, it's like both 3D, or sorry, not 4K, 4D is what I meant. Uh, Museums. It's like a 3D show, but then they have like wind blowing your face. or they'll Oh, like, I've been oh. to like those rides. Like, yeah, and then yeah. they'll like have like uh, in the Bug's Life one, they have like a stinger in the back of the chair. And then oh, like, I love oh. a Bug's Life. The movie or the ride? No, the ride. Yeah. I I went to uh, Disney one year, and literally, I just wanted to go to a Bugs Life. How old were you? Uh, seventeen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited because I didn't get to go the first time I went to Disney, and I was like, you know what? I am going to a Bugs Life. And we went uh, to Animal Kingdom and the whole day I was like pretending I had antennas on my head by putting my fingers on the top of my head. And I'd just be like, I'm bugging out, I'm bugging out. And then I'd like point to Bugs Life and I'd be like, let's do this ride next. And all my friends that were with me were like, no, that's the worst ride here. And you didn't go like, on it at all? Oh no, we did. And I literally was like, can we go again? This was so much fun. It was great. Wow, you didn't want to go on Everest. You didn't want to go on... The safaris done it done it (laughs) you wanted bugs life i want a bug i hate when they have like sometimes it's it's usually rats i feel like in a lot of them so they'll like have rats and they'll like pop dust on your feet yeah yeah those are the worst i feel like those are fun like i I like the fact that it's like interactive it was like pretty Mm -hmm. funny i don't know i way overhyped it up like by the time i actually got there and did it i was kind of like so you only went one time you didn't go multiple times well yeah because like okay so it's not actually that good of a ride but it was a funny bit, and that's what I'm here for. I'm here for a bit, so. Yes. Um, did you go at the start of the day, or you, like, bugged them, the whole, pun intended, the whole day to go on the ride, and then you went on the ride, and then you were like, oh. <laughs> so what I said is that we should fast pass and do it first. <laughs> See, I feel like that's the ride we, whenever we go there. We go first in the morning. We don't fast pass it, though. That's no, wild. I know. You definitely don't need to fast pass it. But we, what we had was like the fast pass to, uh, I think Mount Everest. Yeah, Everest. Expedition Everest. Yeah. So we went on that one first. And then I was like, let's go to Bugs Life. And the Bugs Life line was like 30 minutes. And they're like, no one is going to wait 30 minutes for a Bugs Life. And I was like, so sad. So then we didn't get to go on it. I literally spent all day trying to get people to go. They wouldn't. And then like with uh, an hour left or something, we went by it one more time. And it was like a 10 minute wait. And I was like, okay, we are yeah. doing there's like, usually I a 10 minute wait i feel like people if you go first no then the last time that i went to animal Kingdom, we went to the pandora stuff first because mines um yeah. but 
Yeah, so that story has definitely stuck with me to the fact that Jacob's contact card in my phone is a photo from when he was on that trip and he did the I'm bugging out face inside the tree at Disney World at Animal Kingdom where the Bugs Life ride is. Um, so, yeah. Also, I don't think fast passes are a thing anymore. So this story does, like, it holds up, obviously, because it's not controversial. But uh, we can't recreate it in the future. Up next, we approach a very big milestone in the history of this podcast, episode 50. Now, I love to celebrate with adequate reason. 50 is a giant number for a podcaster. So, I called in the Legion of Doom. I was like, you know what we're doing? We're doing a theme song bracket from shows from our childhood. And now, I present to you a quote that sticks with me and lives room free in my mind. The recent Clifford movie just came out. I was talking about it a lot, trying to make this quote stick because Nicole made a very compelling observation of Clifford and his lifestyle. Okay, and I'm not even going to put a lot of discussion time. We're going to go straight to the next one. The 64 seed is Clifford the Big Red Dog. He do be kind of big, though, and a little bit red. Chose him for her own, and her love made Clifford grow so big that the Howards had to leave their home. Clifford's the best friend anyone can know. He's the greatest dog ever. I really think so. Clifford's so loyal. He's there when you call. I love Clifford, the big red dog. So they packed up a family car and the Howards. So much fun, he's a friend to us all. I love Clipper, the big red dog. <laughs> I'm sorry okay. I fell asleep. <laughs> I just want to talk about the fact that Clifford made Emily and her family up and move their entire lives because he got so big. Well, and he got so big in the house, so they definitely had to, like, break down that entire apartment. Like, they had to bulldoze an entire community to get that dog out safely. Clifford the Big Red Gentrifier. Uh, oh, <laughs> that is a great reboot. We should make it, Nicole. And that's where the line that lent, lives rent-free in my head came from. Clifford is a Big Red Gentrifier. It even is the name of a group chat, I mean. Um... So yeah, shout out to Nicole for that very important realization from one of our children's favorite children's cartoons. Now, this was such a legendary podcast. We couldn't just include one moment. And who knows, we might include more than two. But up next on the Clifford beat, uh, we got to the start of the second round. Fairly Odd Parents versus Clifford's Puppy Days. We played the first song. Jacob was like, we don't even need to listen to the Clifford's Puppy Days. And then we listened. This man ate his words live on camera. He put out a bold statement that he was presented some new information and was able to change his mind. So let's listen to this moment from our 50th episode, our second moment from that episode. Let's see what happens. Uh, 
we're going to another Nickelodeon cartoon versus another PBS cartoon. So first up, let's go with Nicole referenced it at the start of the podcast. Barely. Barely. I, I really, she, she, I really she struggled, struggled through it. But I think it's a green moose guava juice. Large fries, chocolate break. Chocolate shake. Oh, see, still chocolate can't shake. do it. Chocolate shake. It's, it's my list. And next we have our second Clifford property. Oh, Jacob, you want to say something? I was going to say it's a 3-0 vote. Like, we don't, <laughs> nope. it does not matter what it is against. You don't know it's a 3-0 vote. In a first, in a first round matchup, that is a 3, that is a 3-0. You don't know that. Clifford's puppy days. Here we go. Okay. Who put so much Clifford into this bracket? I just want to talk to them. Remember I think he's uh, right above you in the Zoom call. Or below you, maybe on your screen. I'm kind of new, so I'll stick with you. I like new places, seeing lots of new faces. And before this day's through, we'll make good friends like you. Okay, Nicole, start us off, Miss Thing. That was a cute little like reggaeton inspired moment, but it's not green moose guava juice, is it? It's it's not. That is a fact. Yeah. No, even the name Fairly Odd Parents. Like I didn't understand how quirky, how good of a name of a TV show that is until like I was like 15. Like that's uh, just iconic across the board. We gotta pass it through. Jacob, what about you? That Clifford's Puppy Day song is incredible. That like actually might be one of the like best uh, songs we've listened to today. And you wanted uh, to skip it. I wanted to skip it. Literally, I don't know what, like I listened to this earlier. I don't know what I was doing while that song was on. That is an, a fantastic song. And I'm very conflicted because Fairly Odd Parents is like an, an amazing TV show theme song, but I think Clifford's Puppy Days might be like the favorite, my favorite song that I've heard so far today. This man landed the song and then immediately changed his opinion after hearing it. All right, Felipe, I hope that you do the right thing. I'm voting Clifford's Puppy Days and I hope that you vote Fairly Odd Parents so that it does not get through. Yeah, please, please. Nicole is quaking. 
I can't even like, I'm trying to put my computer in and I keep, I keep dropping it because I just can't, I mean, I, I have no words. Um, so yeah, no, that's why I pushed for the Clipper Puppy Days to be here. And I was like, we're going to listen to it because it's actually kind of good. It's a good song. It kind of goes off. That said, I think you saw me. I did not expect to go as hard. Like, and I love the Fairly Odd Parents theme song. I did not expect to be like dancing in my seat. That's the one I've gotten the most lit on camera for. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, Jacob. I'm sending the Fairly Odd Parents through. No, uh, no, no. Please one. do it. Please. Uh, as like, God intended. Yeah. yeah please it correct ought nature. to be in the next round. I just couldn't be the vote for it because Clifford Puppy Days is just so good. And like love can, it. I don't even remember the words, but like love can make all things bigger or whatever. You're wearing love a makes shirt. little things grow. Love makes literally little things a dick grow. joke. <laughs> okay, that's that's sad. Uh, uh, Jacob's literally sadly, wearing a choose. Sadly, not on Spotify. Yeah, but it is on YouTube, so you can stay. You can you can. I was about to add it to all my my pump up playlists. It's it's a. a, a just well, you eat your words. You ate your words live on podcast. I totally did. I've never been more wrong in my life. Yeah, yeah. Normalize changing your mind when being presented different information. Honestly, this 50th episode could have had its own clip show because that was just one of my favorite podcasts. Probably my favorite podcast to produce besides the Naira Rivera one, like in terms of the love letter that I gave to her. It's a very different kind of favorite, but... This was a lot of fun to pre-produce, to record, to edit, to distribute. It was probably, it is definitely our most popular episode. Um, and with that, because of we need to celebrate accordingly, let's give it another clip on this clip show. So the quick setup of this clip, Elmo's World versus That's a Raven in the bracket. Um, soft spoilers for what you're about to hear in a few seconds, but Elmo's World beat That's a Raven and Nicole almost had an aneurysm. So... We have to listen. Nicole spoiled it. That's a raven is coming up. She had a premonition and she was right. I had a vision. Yes. Let's go. You could gaze into the future. That's me. And that will be up against a very short, a very iconic theme song. If you don't know the words, what are you doing with your life? Almost world. Philippe, are you going to do an impression for us in a second? See, we didn't even need the, th- we just needed the instrumental because I sang the song myself. 
Um, but I believe I'm first and you cannot deny lyrical poetry. That is, Elmo loves his goldfish, his crayon too. And that is why Elmo's world is getting my vote. Girl, oh, no, why are you Felipe. playing with fire like that? Felipe, we have a bad thing. Uh-oh. Nicole, go ahead. Oh, no. I, I mean, I'm not going to give it a hanky vote. This is too serious. <laughs> That's so Raven versus Elmo's world, for Christ's yeah. sake. Elmo's world, that theme song is just Elmo's song, but they changed the lyrics. And I think Elmo's song is the better version out of those two songs. What's, what's wrong with you? Okay, so one, one, Jacob, you break it. This is, oh, oh my Nicole, God. I am so sorry. Oh my God. I am so what? sorry. Here's the thing. I don't like the overproduced That's So Raven. Oh Obviously, That's So Raven is an amazing show. But as a theme song, Elmo's World made me happy and I'm voting Elmo's World. Felipe, I think you're going to regret this vote because I'm, I am just voting what I think. No hinky votes, no nothing. I think you were trying to calculate that it was going to lose 2-1 and it ended up having probably the biggest upset. Yeah, that's the dumbest shit I've seen all day. At least, well, you know what? I have no guilt about Fairly Odd Parents getting to the end of this round now because I was feeling guilty about making that's. I thought that's how Raven was going final four. Felipe. As you know, Felipe. I want to be the voice of Elmo. So like that... Okay. Well, I voted wrong. I feel Elmo's like I, I didn't happy. vote wrong. That said, if, if that's where Raven had an advance, I think it was losing to Magic School Bus. I don't know about Jacob, but... Oh, you crazy people. Nicole, I am so sorry to make you vote incorrectly. You have been the voice of this group, but honestly, Elmo's World just makes me happy. Thank and you. That's why, so here, happy. I'll just go to the next matchup. I'm voting Elmo's World over Teenage Robot. My life is a teenage robot. Elmo's World. Yeah, that's fine. My that's book. fine. One I want, you guys can have it. You can have it. What are you voting, Nicole? Elmo's World. Okay, 3-0. Y'all are on Y'all on that good crack. <laughs> <laughs> Extra spicy. Well, well we like got some. So, uh, Nicole, you start us off. Magic School Bus versus Elmo's World. No, Magic School Bus. Give it to Miss Girl. Miss Frizzle? Yeah, Miss Miss Frizzle is that girl. What do you say, Felipe? No, no, no. You're next. No, oh. you're next. No, because you oh, skipped God. Nicole's order. I want to make it more dramatic. What are you doing? Oh, Elmo's my. world. Oh my God. All right. Now look. This the lower left is definitely the strongest region of the bracket. Thank you. It has so many good songs. Including That's including That's So Raven. Okay, thank you. Honestly, Clifford's Puppy Days is the best song in this entire thing, and it got robbed. And I'm going to have to vote Magic School Bus. Okay. Oh, my Elmo's God. World, the rain is coming to an end. Magic School Bus is back on top. Honestly, I kept voting Elmo's World to see how far it would go. There was a certain point where I was like, let's see is how far I can take this. Is this funny to you? Yes, it is. Oh, my God. Wait, it's definitely better than My Life as a Teenage Robot. I mean, okay. I, agree. I can agree with that. It gives me so much joy, Elmo's World. Elmo loves his goldfish and his crayon, too. I don't know. I agree. Put that on my tombstone. <laughs> See, I am actually a good judge because I gave the correct data for science. Elmo's World was a great song. And I stand by that decision every day. Anyways... Let's head on to our last clip from the Zillennial Theme Song Bracket podcast, where Nicole tells us a story about her connection to Alex and Nat Wolf of the Naked Brothers Band. Before you know it, we are the hair. On top of the world, 
You can tell they were trying not to get the copyright strike on that one. Yeah, the uh, yeah, that was jumpy. But you got the gist, right? Yeah, I got the gist. Yeah. Yes. I got the gist. Don't worry, Felipe. I know that this is the worst song that we've listened to out of all the songs yet. Uh, I'm voting Drake and Josh. It's not close, but the Nick and Brother Band theme song as a song is fine, but it's like not no. a good theme song at all. It's fine, but it's not a theme song. They could have picked any other song from their discography. I would have preferred if they picked Banana Smoothie, which is one of their best songs. But my personal connection, so you know how I mentioned Brenda's song earlier about how I sold her sweatpants in my town? Yeah. Well, Jesse Draper, who played the babysitter, had a house in my town, and Nat and Alex Wolf were actually her cousin in real life, and they would come to our town every month, and I used to work with a girl who swore that her first kiss was Nat Wolf because they had met at the town like a couple of months ago. Yeah, Jesse Draper, she played the babysitter on the show. I, okay, yeah, now she looks familiar, sorry. Yeah, like, which is I... creepy because you know that on the show they have alex have a crush on her the younger brother but they're cousins in real life so it's like a little creepy not about that but you're voting drake and josh here nicole course, yeah i'm voting drake and josh so in january 2021 uh the great will and navi and i started a Phineas and fur podcast over on our sister podcast what you doing podcast say podcast so many times in one sentence but speaking of podcasts, we are also trying to do a clip show over there. So if you have any thoughts and this one's out before that one, send them over to What You Doing on Twitter. Anyways, we started a Phineas and Fur podcast and I was like, okay, you two have to come on the Scooby-Doo podcast. And that they did for our 51st episode, Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed with myself and Jacob. And there was a scene in this movie where Velma dresses up in an outfit that is very un-Velma. And this led to a discussion on whether we should or should not normalize mom let's listen in so daphne glams her up and velma is wearing this like latex bodysuit that's like squeegeeing as she walks down the stairs and like making weird sounds navi you look like you have thoughts when was this ever like a good fashion item i don't understand the letter <laughs> like it makes squeaky sounds the color, like I get that orange is Velma's color, but seriously, I, I just don't understand it. Plus it makes farting noises and like, that's really awkward. It's just like, not a great look. I don't know why they went with leather, especially cause it's very obvious that Velma is not comfortable in it. She doesn't know how to move around with it. Daphne, girl, please. I thought you would know better. You started yeah. disparaging people wearing all orange. And I feel like I need to go change clothes now. <laughs> well, you're at least comfortable. Like my I am comfortable. Is the comfortability aspect of it. Um, and then like the orange was just like the icing on top. Plus it's, you know, orange you know, is kind of an obnoxious color. So. Maybe if she didn't keep, like maybe she, maybe if she didn't have the turtleneck underneath, it wouldn't made as many sounds. That's just my thought process. I'm not sure that that's the the thing that made a lot of sounds. I, I agree. Like, that was a terrible outfit. I don't know, like, who owned it because it's not Daphne's color. So, like, that was weird. Anyway, I, yeah. That, it, I think it it's Fred really... whenever he, he goes to the local drag club. Mm. Okay, now that would be an outfit I would like to see. Uh, Felipe, who is your mommy, uh, by the way? That's the line that she says. No, I know what you're saying. I just felt, why was that directed to me? 
Well, I feel the most comfortable asking you. I don't feel comfortable asking you like that much, but I definitely am not about to ask someone else who's their mommy. So uh, Felipe, who is your mommy? <laughs> it's just, yeah, there's not a comfortable way to say those words. Who's yeah. your mommy? Who Who's your, no. Mommy is such a more uncomfortable word than daddy. Daddy's they're both uncomfortable. No, but they're both. I, they're, they're both uncomfortable. I think. I think Daddy has at least made its way into the cultural oh. zeitgeist, yeah, where well, Mommy has not yet. Normalize Mommy. That's that's going <laughs> to be my <laughs> thing for twenty twenty one. Normalize Mommy. Uh, that's a great hashtag. <laughs> right now, I know we're not at the end, but normalize Mommy. Oh uh, no. Yeah. So a few weeks after that discussion of whether we should normalize mommy or not, my great friend, Lisa Holmes, from Survivor New Zealand to Thailand, uh, which is now streaming on Paramount Plus, go check it out. Um, my friend Lisa joined us to talk about Scooby-Doo and the Loch Ness Monster. And Scooby-Doo listeners will know that we have a score system. So we give every movie from 0.25 stars to 5 stars. And Lisa came in with a very strong opinion. And let's hear her score. Scooby in the Loch Ness Monster. Lisa, as our guest, what about you? What, where did you have this? Um, I enjoyed the music in this movie. Mm, yeah. I did not enjoy the lack of Loch Ness Monster correct information. Did yeah. not enjoy the little heed paid to scottish culture did not enjoy the desecration of graves um didn't laugh very much i think i've got an advantage and a disadvantage here because i haven't seen a lot of these scooby-doo movies that you guys have seen and if, if from those your ju- guys are judging this like a middle of the road movie like it's been a tough run for you guys <laughs> and i think i'm going to continue listening to the podcast without watching a lot of the movies yeah um i'm i'm happy i did this podcast with you and i'm happy we've talked but i'm sad i watched this movie and i don't want anyone else to watch it um i was going to rate this a one but now that you guys have rated it so highly i'm going to rate it a, a 0.25 which i believe is the minimum score oh wow you're like trying to tank it yeah i've, I've listened to the i understand the strategy of the scoring and I do not want this to be high in the overall scores. This has been like a So yeah. I'm just gonna play around with it just to see what happens. Even if you gave this a five, this would still this would only be a four. So the like I love that you're like going in like no one should watch this. That said, I still think it's better than a lot of the movies we watched so far. And like <laughs> based on some of these guest scores, yeah, maybe maybe people are gonna be like, oh well the guests we have to listen to the guests and um what they do yeah i i i love i love the strategic voting here uh just saying like uh yeah go ahead and don't watch it i agree actually like definitely especially if you're gonna pay money for it like we did yeah (laughs) there's so much good scooby-doo content like just re-watch the scooby-doo tv show re-watch the live action ones read the scooby-doo books all a lot play the scooby-doo video games yep So you're going to notice that now we're going to hop a little out of order because that last clip you heard was from May of 2021. We're going to go back to March 17th, 2021 for St. Patrick's Day. But the reason, because we're about to talk about Caitlin Glacken. In May 2021, High School Musical, the musical, the series season two was going to come out on Disney Plus each week. 
and my great friend Caitlin decided to do a podcast with me called Pod, Talk, Jam, and Break, and we would recap it each week. Now, while we're listening to this Life of the Irish clip, in addition to being a great podcast with my friends JCR, Jordy, and Emily, which, by the way, I just got back from Jordy and Emily's second wedding celebration because COVID, um, so a congratulations to them from everyone at the Brazilian Dragon, and I love your wedding. But um, Caitlin did pop into this podcast because, A, she had a beef with me for not letting her be. Actually, I'll tell you why Caitlin had beef with me and why she had beef with JCR. Plus, her promises of never doing another podcast, which I need to highlight in here. So let's listen to that clip. She followed up. That's my question. Why am I not invited? And Jason, an hour ago, responded, I'll send you the link. You can hop on. I was surprised so. she didn't jump on. I saw this whole conversation. <laughs> well, yeah. is it is it rude? <laughs> let's say hello to our guest. Caitlin, are you there? Yes, I'm here. <laughs> Um, do you wanna do you wanna talk about being Irish? Wait, well I no, I have a thing <laughs> to say first. Uh, okay. you are doing a podcast about a movie with the ginger, and I had to complain to formally be invited. Do you have any comment on this? Yes, you've told me many times you don't want to be on podcasts, you're scared of them. So I am, it. but you still need ginger representation. <laughs> I have Irish representation. Who? Hi. Jordy. <laughs> How how Irish are you? Uh, my name was O'Connell before Ellis Island. Okay, that's yeah. pretty Irish. <laughs> okay, Caitlin, can I give you? Can I can I throw something back at you? Yeah, let's hear it. Um, Ryan Merriman has a terrible dye job in this movie. I don't think he's really a ginger. <laughs> Is he really not? Go yeah, look it up. Think, I don't think he's, he's, br- he's brunette before the uh, the hair change color. It was. I, we didn't talk about really- the hair. I was mainly focused on the really good spike job he had going. It is great. It's a great hairstyle. Yeah, and Seamus at the end. Seamus when he transforms into the the full True. leprechaun is, is that really was a better dye job than whatever happened with Ryan's hair. Yeah. I feel like he has like too dark hair, and then it like was weird. But it also looked like yeah. that kind of like hair that you could like get at a CVS and you could just spray it. Um, yeah, 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 like the the party yeah. ones. Um, Caitlin, the the mom and the dad were both gingers though. So yeah, I wonder if they should have had a scene in the movie where they just talked about being made fun of for being ginger. That would have made the movie better. That's probably better than talking about the Irish people being oppressed like yeah. three different times. Just talk about like, hey, a lot of us are redheaded. I, as your mom, am. You're going to get made fun they, of for it. I don't know if they were doing this in your middle school days, but does anyone remember the problematic hug a, hug a ginger day, hug a, hug a Jewish person day? I, I remember I, those I Facebook have, groups that came out. <laughs> yeah, I, that was a thing in my middle school. I never partaked because I did not want to be hugged on Hug a Brazilian Day. Um, <laughs> I just feel like, especially in hindsight, like hugging each other, yeah. spreading of germs. Hug whoever you want with consent. Thank you. And that's it. Yeah. I also have another issue with one of your podcast um, guests right now. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. Yes. Okay. So. This is nothing to do with the movie, but Jason doesn't believe that Central New Jersey exists. Oh, we've talked about this a lot in our Survivor Philly chat about Central Jersey. Yes. Do you do you believe it exists? I, I do. I'm from Philadelphia or the Philadelphia area in, in Pennsylvania's suburbs specifically, but I do subscribe to Central Jersey. Okay, thank goodness. So you're like a good human. Jason, though, <laughs> can go to hell. No, but I'm already living there. Well, that's true. Jersey is hell. 
but Central <laughs> Jersey is beautiful. I it believe uh, Central Jersey as much as I believe in leprechauns. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin, did you ever have any good luck charms in high school or in life? Um, I one time had a, so my family's also very Irish. I had, my mom got me, she was very into St. Patty's Day. So she got me a shamrock necklace that lit up. And it was very cool. And I was in third grade and I brought it to school and there was this girl that her name was Theodora and she was a Jehovah's Witness. So they don't like believe in any like religions or not religion, sorry, holidays. And she accidentally broke my shamrock necklace and my mom thought it was a hate crime and was very mad and went to the teacher about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why have I never heard this story? It's um, incredible. Yeah, she was just really mad. She was like, she doesn't believe in holidays. She shouldn't be touching your necklaces on holidays. And was very, very pissed off. Well, Mary, Mary had some words for her. She for really did. The, the school board. Um, yeah, second question. How do you feel about Timothy Amudson? Um, he's okay. Should I have strong feelings about him? I mean, if Jason doesn't believe in Central Jersey, I, I guess you can hate him. To get that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mainly hate people that don't believe in Central Jersey. So if okay. he believes in Central Jersey, he's fine with me. Caitlin, do you have any final thoughts on Luck of the Irish, Ireland, Leprechaun, St. Patty's Day? I Iron think that there should be, Ooh. I think there should be a second movie. And it should focus just on real gingers and <laughs> the pain they go through. Okay. And then they all turn into leprechauns, which probably would make it that ginger should get made fun of more, but it's fine. We never talked about Seamus's plot to be king of the leprechauns. What exactly does that entail? Like, if he gets he, all of their lucky golds, then he will be king. I felt like it was very well uh, laid out. Like, what what did he want to do? He just he just wanted power. Like, yeah, he what? Gets all their he, he gets all their luck. So he just becomes a billionaire? Like, is that what it is? He's he's that universe is Jeff Bezos? He's just, he's the most lucky because he has all of their lucky coins and okay. none of them have lucky coins. Does so he enslave them? Is that why the that word was used so much? I, I guess. I guess he would be the like their leader at that point, their ruler. There was a, he, the villain was not fleshed out. Like a lot of the movie no. was not fleshed I mean, out. We didn't see like, him for half the movie. Is he like a Russian oligarch though with oil of like, he just like, dishes it out when he wants to of like here you go the um you know the o'connell's can have some luck for this uh you know for a five-year period for a certain yeah it's that kind of thing he owns the source of their power i guess so yeah yeah it's like how the oil companies own us (laughs) i mean i'm just thinking of uh what's his face in in billions if if any of you watch that show of um he basically plays the same character in rounders john malkovich the russian oligarch who just like he gets to he gets to like play with the islanders when he wants to like that kind of level of power that's what i'm imagining here yeah i mean capitalism am i right <laughs> um yeah caitlin do you have any do you want to do your plugs and then hop off or do you want to stay until the end of the podcast um i want to leave because this is the most my anxiety will ever let me probably be on a podcast <laughs> okay so give any plugs that you have and then we'll wrap it up here after you dip um just follow me on twitter at caitlin glacken cuz I like to bully people. So if you follow me, I will bully you. And that's like kind of fun. Who doesn't want that? <laughs> Do you want to give out your TikTok too or no? Uh, my TikTok is Kate Glack, but 
I, I am not very good at TikTok. I'm trying to become better. Okay. Yes. Um, Caitlin, do you have any uh, St. Patty's Day plans besides staying home? Uh, well, my mom will probably try to be bring all the Irish heritage and make really bad food that I won't eat. And then she'll get mad at me and I'll just eat potatoes. So that's kind of my only plan. Maybe she'll turn into a leprechaun that day. That would be nice. Because then, I, like, you know, we maybe have, like, good luck. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Caitlin, I'll talk to you soon. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed your pop-in. And, yeah, follow Caitlin on Twitter. Thanks for coming, Queen. Bye. See ya. Bye. So now that you've been introduced to Caitlin, uh, we ended up going and doing a High School Musical, the Musical series podcast as season two came out. Now, we had a lot of fun. Caitlin wasn't always there, but we still had a lot of fun on that podcast. Shout out to all our incredible guests guests on that podcast. Um, but one moment that stands out to me is when the great Maggie Bats joined us on the eve of my birthday. This podcast went up on my birthday. She joined Caitlin and myself to talk about the fan favorite couple of season two of HSMTMTS, EJ and Gina. Spoilers, sorry. But... She told us what she would do if she was in that audience. And we also discussed the size of the school. So, listen to that clip. Oh, one other thing about the state of Utah. Did the entire state of Utah turn out for the show? That crowd was packed. Well, I mean, they for had the amount of kids for... in the show. But for the amount of kids in the show, that, that was 10,000 seats filled also, easily. When they were doing the scene, there was all these spoons and, like, forks. I'm like... Where are all these kids from? Because every time we see the, them practicing, we never see these kids. They're so, not in the group chat. They are not yeah. allowed in the group chat or at the parties. <laughs> yeah, I I do want to say, um, I I don't know if this is the same set from. It looks like a different set from the High School Musical like stage. Like technically, it's supposed to be the same one, but I feel like the it stage look itself looked different in like the the audience area. I don't know. Yeah, but maybe it was just like the this like because like. In the originals, you know, they come down from like the stage and everything. Yeah. Like it didn't look the same, like that yeah. area. Um, also, I forgot to mention with the Gina and EJ stuff that they're skipping the cast party to go get risotto. Um, and I was like, okay, you don't skip the cast party because, like, especially EJ, this is your last show. You're gonna skip the cast party, like, <laughs> the hell. Okay, but yeah, maybe they maybe they'll go to the cast party now because Jordan That's Fisher threw like, off their vibe. I was I threw off my groove. Like, I'm never gonna kiss. Yeah. Um, you'll you'll see me in shot forcing their heads together. Megan's <laughs> actually episode. in the finale. Yeah. Kiss, kiss, yeah. kiss. For the finale of Pod Talk Jam and Break for season two of HSM TMTS, we had the great Jason Curtis Rivera back to the podcast to discuss the failed pedagogy of East High. But more importantly, talk about the High School Musical the Musical series remix of the Bob song. And this is myself, Jason, and Caitlin talking about it. Yeah. Can we talk for like two hours about the Mob Song Club remix? <laughs> okay. Literally, that was so cringy. The fact that like that was the episode that Mike Bloom decided he's gonna start binging the show. Like he, he watched season and then in the poster recaps, he's like this mob song was awful. I was like, hey, Gloom, we've been new. Uh, yeah. So my my brother was in Beauty and the Beast. He was LeFou. Uh, it was actually, it was the same year I think I was in High School Musical. So it's, 
it's it's good synergy there. Uh, the mob song is my favorite Beauty and the Beast song. It's like I'm that guy. I'm EJ who says like the mob song is great. Uh, this mob song was awful. Whoever wrote it, whoever conceived it, should be uh, burned at the stake. That being mm-hmm. said, I have listened to it every day since it's been released. Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a regular. The dancing was pretty good in that song. I will say. I that. hate yeah, everything about it. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> the trap remix. I I really do love the mob song, and the fact that they were they like started it and they were doing a trap remix of the mob song is so funny to me. And I think only me. Like I think that was written for me and me specifically. <laughs> they were and like, I hate it. We need to I find this to random kid from New Jersey and be like, "Yeah, you. We're gonna give you your your." They were like thing checking. Ever. They were checking the like Disney has all the data on every single human that exists, and they were like, "This kid, he yeah. really fucks with the mob song." Can Let's we do give this? him what he needs. We can do this. All right, and then they and they did it. Oh, they did it. So around the time that we finished High School Musical the musical series and re- finished up that podcast, I started another project simultaneously with the great Naomi Calhoun. Uh, Naomi on a Kirsten McKinnis Twitch stream once said, Felipe, we need to talk about the Panic Panther on some podcast. And thus was the birth of the known movies. And on episode two, we had the great Lindsay Wilson join us to talk about one of my favorite all-time movies, The Simpsons Movie. Um, you can hear why if you go back and listen to that podcast. But this line from that movie lives right in my head. And, and because of this podcast, it is in my head a lot more than it had been previously. So let's talk about Cletus from the Simpsons movie. Um, but they, they end up canvassing. We also see how polluted the lake is. Um, so they go to the town hall meeting and they're like, the, they demonstrate how the pollution is awful. And then the mayor's like, okay, no more polluting in the lake. And then they even show the example of like, um, what's the what's the dummy's name that with the rat? Cleavis. Cleavis. Oh. Okay. Yeah. And there's like an idiot proof wall and he's like boom and he tries he can't he can't throw the rat in there. Um but that won't stop I don't know, a lot of Cletus content in this movie, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Like exceptionally a lot of content considering how many characters that just exist in the Simpsons first, Cletus getting like multiple scenes is kind of wild. Yeah, it is surprising. He, yeah, um, I think, I, I don't think his family gets, it's just him. Though. Yeah, it so. did kind of make me laugh when he's like trying to throw the like possum in or whatever. And yeah. he's like, I simply can't. <laughs> simply can't. <laughs> it does amuse me when people say they simply can't do things. So. <laughs> I simply yeah. could never. And that is why I often just sometimes say, I simply can't. I just simply can't because of that moment. In this next clip, we go back to the Scooby Snacks and Chats podcast with Jacob. This podcast took place in August of 2021, after Jacob and I had met up in New York City for our very first hangout. So we were riding high off that weekend. We were talking about Scooby-Doo and the Goblin King. And the topic of Halloween movies came up. It was very much a Halloween movie, like all Scooby-Doo movies are, in my opinion. Um, And Jacob brought out a very traumatizing mask so let's hear that conversation and my reaction to seeing that mask for the first time uh what was your favorite costume growing up 
that you were? Um, I always had like the dumb costume. Let me guess. You did. You were a Star Wars character at one point. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I would like. I had a lightsaber, so sometimes like me and my friends, we'd go like, I don't know. Was this pre Kristen James? No, no, no. Those are the only friends I have. I I have two friends. You know, both. I thought you met them at ten. Yeah. That oh, like before that, I was like a lame kid. Didn't hang out with anyone. Um, I'm trying to think what my favorite costume was. I, I never had a great costume, but I was just like had fun doing it. I just think it's a great time. Uh, I do really want a good costume idea this year. I think I we might go as like Zuko. That was my first costume. That's adorable. I was a pumpkin. Felipe's dressed as a pumpkin next to a pumpkin. It is <laughs> peak adorableness. Yes. Um. No. I so I was Poe. From the Teletubbies one year. What else was I? I was, was I, I don't know if I was ever Pooh. That was a missed opportunity. I was definitely Tigger. Um, I was Woody. Was I ever Buzz? No, my brother was Buzz. Um, I was Bart Simpson. Did Did your mom do homemade costumes or did you buy them at the store? Um. Oh no, we would do like homemade costumes, and they'd be like so so bad. Like yeah. we would like take sh- like a shirt that's like the right color and turn it inside out, even though you could like see the writing on the other side of the color, and it's like, sorry. yeah. So Bart like, Simpson was pretty homemade. We bought the mask, but um, the mask. Yeah, I have it downstairs. I can get. Oh, it I have a baby mask. Should we do our next podcast wearing masks? Um, sure. Do you want me to go get it? It's super creepy. Is it? Oh, get it. You ha- keep your AirPods in. I'm going to tell a story. Uh, perfect. All right, I'll okay. be back in a minute. So, but you're going to tell a story for the podcast, right? And for you too. Well, yeah. I'm, okay, okay. Great. Okay. I'll be back. Yeah. So Jacob had a 30 minute commitment Monday afternoon and he recently did the brand steel for avatar. Um, and he was like, okay, can you find photos for me? I was like, sure. And so I went and grabbed the photos for all the characters. And then even though he said Alpha and Momo weren't going to play, I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to add their photos just in case. And my dumbass did not specify which Momo I was Googling. And I had nightmares in that coffee shop. So he better not, this, this, this mask better not be scary. Um, in the meantime, uh, where, while Jacob goes, I'll, I'll speed up the process of the movie. Uh, so they, they go, they bust this. Ant, you need to leave me alone. You need to leave me the fuck alone, Ant, please. Um, anyways, so they, Scooby busts the magic guy. He's upset. He goes into his uh, little trailer, and he's like, I want to be a magician. And a fairy, fairy uh, that is traumatizing. Stop. Stop. <laughs> it's so creepy. Oh, my God. That is an ugly baby. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry, did you just make fun of me, Felipe? No. What? You don't like it? That is scary. I think it's so funny. Wait, uh, wait, okay. We should, we should find, we should get one of our friend's address and just ship that to them. Like Will, Davis comma Will, we just ship and ship the baby in like with no I think I think Davis comma Will might file a restraining order on us. Maybe Naomi. Naomi. Um, Naomi would file a restraining order on can us. Can you put it on? I'm going to take a photo. <laughs> no, thank you. I, I do this to, was for you. This was I, not for us. Oh, I, you act like I don't get the video of this. I could screenshot it. <laughs> okay. It's this, going on the, the TikTok okay. page. <laughs> the rest of this podcast is done in protest. I've not had to do that in a while. I've not had to protest a podcast in a long time. I had to protest the last podcast that we were on because you and AJ abandoned me. No, no, no. No, that was that was well warranted. Oh,
Now, I recently went to Jacob's house and saw that baby mask in person, even more terrifying in real life. I was going to say in the flesh, but that baby mask, actually, no, Jacob's a vegan. It wasn't made out of real baby flesh. That would have been creepy. That thing is terrifying, and I pray to everyone who ever encounters it a speedy recovery after all those nightmares that you're going to have. Next up, we're going to go back to the Neon movies. So one of the first podcasts that I recorded when I moved back to Los Angeles, um, we talked about James and the Giant Peach, which was an awful movie. Do not rewatch it unless you don't like yourself. Um, it was unhinged. It was boring. And you'll hear some of my feelings in the movie. But we get to the part where James sings. And the great MJC and Naomi and I talked about this moment. And this is what you're about to listen to. So let's roll the tape. I don't know. It's it's. I could not be bothered with this movie. I could. I it, like the mental energy. I was trying to do so many mental gymnastics to try to make it make sense as a screenwriter. Um, no, but actually, has I... has James sung his uh, song, which sole purpose is to tell the audience what his name the is. The I want yeah. song. Yeah. Holy fucking shit! First of all, this kid can't sing. Uh... Oh, that was that was rude <laughs> trying to make this child sing. Oh poor, my poor God. kid who I looked up is like a math professor now. Right. So th- this kid is like, like you could see like a Jacob Tremblay in this role when Jacob was young, but like, I I was just blown away by like how how brutally unlikable the character of James is, and what you're like when I'm watching it, all I'm thinking is like the only people who would identify with James being sad are like four year olds, like the emotions are so flatly portrayed. He's lonely because he's bullied by his shithead aunts. And like, okay, what does he do with the one piece of memory he has? He sends it off into the fucking wind. What is wrong with this kid? I can't. I hated him. I hate him so much. And good riddance. Britain's better without you. Um, What about New York, though? Because now he's in your area. Uh, he's probably dead by now. He's like a little sickly orphan boy. It'll be fine. <laughs> he's like, you know, he like caught something from living. Yeah, he with, caught something. It was fifty eight. They didn't have the cure for everything. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, I, I, I will never forget the "My Name Is James" song, uh, just because it's absolutely, it's the 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 first four lyrics to that song. Ready. My name is James. That's what mother calls me. Called me. My name is James. So it's always been. How long is he supposed to have been with the ants that he sometimes can't remember his own name? <laughs> My name is um shithead. Uh, good. Uh, James. I think it's James. <laughs> James. 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 Right. Oh my god! Like even Harry I mean, Potter that's what knows mother what his fucking me. name is. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, that movie was Nightmare Fuel, and if you're considering rewatching it, I urge you for your mental health, please do not. But next up, we go to another rambunctious podcast. The great AJ Norris joined me to talk about season three of Sex Education in October of 2021. And I believe we actually recorded that on Halloween, so happy belated Halloween, AJ. AJ said something so funny about when Maeve got on the bus to New York or to America from the UK. And I just, that movie, that, that, that moment was so funny to me. 
He's not wrong, unfortunately. But I'll just let you listen for yourself. Mild sex education scores ahead. When Elsie's missing, Otis and Isaac are both playing childish games. I'm sorry, like, Otis was in the wrong, but so was Isaac. Like, they both needed to, like, get their shit together. Like, Maeve is worried for her sister's life. Yes. Like, pause. Here's my thing, right? (laughs) Yes, they were both in the wrong. Comma, but Otis was in the more wrong. So, (laughs) Isaac... This is my girlfriend. This is woman. I've had sex with her. We rot together. Uh, she has. Perf- I have professed my interest in her. She has professed her interest in me. You are supposed to be out of the picture, home skillet. But here you are during this trying time for her. Sure, she needs a ride. Friends do. Fine. Be a ride. What else are you doing here, sir? What additions are you going to make to this solution? Like, if oh, she so needs someone to ride on a bike. Um, save the economy, but also don't ride no, bikes in the streets. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, how far away does this lady live? I feel like th- she lived in the middle of nowhere, and school is like not in the middle of nowhere. But the, also, the layout of this city confuses me. Otis got town. some parallels, baby. Like, Dude, his calves must be rocking. I believe it, man. Like, I like respect. Like, the only compliment I may give Otis all day is he probably have great legs. <laughs> But besides that, I think Isaac's like, I am her emotional support, and you're just over here trying to play games. And I'm not here to play games with you. Um, I don't want to say it like that, because that's, like, disgusting. But he's basically like, Maeve is my partner. I will do this. I will deal with this. You go deal with your mess, whatever it is. And Otis is like, no, I'm going to be snippy with you. I'm going to be snipey with you. I'm going to make all these passive-aggressive actions and words towards you. And I was like, what is I supposed to do? Take it? And first off, yes, Maeve, get them both out of there. They're both a distraction. you got to focus on your sister. But Otis is over here trying to start a fight. For what? For Maeve? And I'm not, pause. Maeve is awesome. I think this is my favorite Maeve season. Um, but still, me- like, this is a serious time, and I don't need you to be petty with me. Yeah, no, Maeve had every right to, like, kick them both out and not want to yes. speak to either of them ever again. I agree. Like, honestly, I agree. Like, she could have dro- dropped Isaac, too, for his actions. Like, I obviously, agree. Like, Otis started it, but at like, this I moment, s- like, my sister is missing. Like, I said Otis was more, was more in the wrong, but that don't mean he wasn't in the right. Isaac was also in the wrong. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So, yeah, I agree. Like, Maeve could have dropped them both. Um, and so- she basically did when she went to America. Ah, this he no pause stop Maeve first off bad taste in men uh, also Maeve you should be taking the bus away from America America you don't want to be in America uh, Amer- America got issues right now a lot of issues uh, go to Canada <laughs> free healthcare you know what if that's what you're looking for I agree one hundred percent combo buddy if you're looking for an assault rifle <laughs> <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> So anyway, AJ had me Zeph. And if you get that reference, it means you're a post-show recaps patron. And talking about the post-show recaps patron program, look at this transition. We finished out our podcast recaps this year, talking to the great Marco Callahan, who I met via that community. And Mark threw a question at me that had me stumped. Like I had a response, but I didn't know what I wanted to say. So first, before I reveal what I want to say, 
Let's throw it back to that clip and hear what Mark asked me. Uh, and then also just shout out to the Brazilian Dragon podcast and what you're doing. If you are enjoying this content, it would mean a lot to me in this holiday season. If you went to Apple Podcasts, give it five stars and a review. Helps a lot of people find the podcast, especially during this holiday season. And uh, this is just something that I love doing. So uh, it's very exciting when we get new listeners and writers. Uh, and then we have tons of fun stuff coming in 2022 as well. Um, feels like December, even though it's still November. But um, It does. Yeah. It's weird. Can, terms, we, can you tease anything for 2022? Um, I have to talk to a few people first and see what things are happening. But uh, episode 100 will happen in 2022. That's that's uh, what episode is this? Like 80 something, early 80s. Best decade. Well, okay, it's not the best decade. Yeah. Um, but mm. yeah, episode 100 might be on its way in 20 early 2022. So that's exciting, especially because 50 was like. A big milestone and i just don't know what i want to do with 100 yet but i'm excited for whatever we do what um, is not for the 100 like what's some like episode like you want to do uh i what's an episode i really want to do like i i don't know i i have more like ideas of like projects but those are a lot more like time consuming like like if you did like a, a deep dive into like like the Scooby-Doo thing that I'm doing. Okay. Yeah. I have like more of those that I want to do, but like, I don't want to like do too many at once. Um, but... And also I tried to check. Did you talk about the live action Scooby movies? Like the old ones? Yes. We're currently on a little pause right now because uh, Jake has been super busy. So, uh, yeah. but we, that's the next one. Also the, the live action reboot with Robbie Amell. Um, but we did talk about the original with like uh Freddie Prince Jr. We did both of those uh, uh, already with uh, the great Brian Scally on the first one and then Navi and Will on the second one. So, uh, first off, I just completely forgot that I had a Robbie Amell related dream where I asked him all the questions about the Scooby Doo live action movie he was in. So, that's not relevant to this. It's just relevant because I just heard Robbie Amell in this clip. Secondly, to answer Mert's questions, I don't know which projects I'm going to do next, but 2022, I am going to start another project. I've already been talking to some people, and I'm super excited. More importantly, though, what I'm very excited to announce is the Brazilian Dragon Podcast is expanding. We are going to have individual feeds for Pod Talk Jam and Break, the Nail Movies, and Scooby Snacks and Chats. And any future projects that I do will be both on the Brazilian Dragon podcast page itself, but also on its own feeds. So I'm super excited about that. Um, just really want to get as many people who enjoy the content that I'm producing, or theoretically could, to have an easier time finding it. So when those feeds are out, if you don't mind subscribing and giving five stars to both those individual feeds, as well as Brazilian Dragon podcast, it would mean so so much to me on this holiday season otherwise it's been such a blast re-listening to all these clips and if you were not included in any of the clips it doesn't mean that your podcasts aren't special to me these are just some moments that stand out that i think give a great tease of what we do on the brazilian dragon so if this is your first episode or your 84 5th 85th because this is episode 85 i'm so appreciative of your time listening to my nonsense um in terms of quick plugs, Brazil Dragon Pod on all social media, 
My main is at what the fleep on all social media. Tonight, as I record this, I am going to Lauren Ashley Beck's finale party for Survivor 41, and we'll be taking over the RHP Instagram. So the archive will be there by the time you're listening to this. I would love if you check me out. Plus, I might give a little plug for the Brazilian Dragon podcast at the end. Um, and then I was recently on the Encanto podcast on Post Show Recaps with my friends Grace and Ariel, who are bucket list guests for 2022. And a tease for January. Uh, the schedule is not finalized yet, but mark your calendars because the shit 90s girls are coming to talk about the 2000 DCOM quits. They can't talk about it on their podcast because it's not a 90s movie, but they are very excited. I'm excited to welcome them back. Plus, all the shenanigans will continue next year. Episode 100 is something I'm looking forward to. Still got to finalize all that. Um, I just did want to stop down and give a special shout out to all the people who have collaborated with me on projects, on the long-term projects. Uh, Nicole Horn, Jacob Redman, Will Davis, Navi Ball, Naomi Calhoun, Kate Evans, and Caitlin Glacken. Thank you all so much for agreeing to be part of my nonsense and being a special part of the Brazilian Dragon Podcast. Shout out to all my previous guests, and I can't wait to see what happens in 2022. Thank you, thank you, thank you. One final note. If you got to the end of this podcast, you listened to the whole thing, please let me know. This, like I say it, every podcast I give out a hashtag, but especially this one, if you listen to it, I wanna, it would mean a lot to me to see that you did that and you got to the whole thing. So text me, DM me, tweet me. Just let me know that you got to the end of this podcast because it would, it would make me happy this holiday season. And I would appreciate knowing who's out there listening. Uh, and with all that said, until next year, I don't know how to close this, close this out. Part of me wants to say corn dog, corn dog, yummy, yummy, yummy. But that's the Rob podcast. So I guess until next time, have a, have a happy new year. Bye. Vem com a gente ver o que vai acontecer.